Point Hammer is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get the step in. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. Welcome all to Pain Night number seven. We got Raj here. Is that a sniffly bear I hear? Yeah. And a burpy bastard. And Mew. Also a bastard, I guess. I've been dubbed by Domer's the Dutch bastard. The Dutch bastard? You're one of our earliest fans? You left a very nice review on uh, iTunes. Yeah, I enjoy it a lot. I still read it for inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you don't get many reviews then. (laughs) Nobody loves us. You're actually one of the few few that I reviewed, because most of the ones were lazy for it. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Are you uh, at a paint station meal? Are you working yeah. on Yeah. I'm actually at my desk. I've got, huh? uh, I brought my lead belches out, my overs. Nice. Pirate overs. Bringing them back? Were they ever finished? Or No. Uh, all I got done was a thousand points for last year's uh, Adepticon uh, team tournament. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm one of those fucks that... Uh, Primes everything black, and these guys have white pants, so I'll be base coding pretty much the whole time. <laughs> I do the same shit, man. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I can't. I hate the white primer, and then then when you have to paint white over these large areas, okay, because it takes forever to cover. Yeah, have you tried? Um, I've been liking Deneb Stone, the foundation color. Whenever I have to do like a light color over any like black or whatever i always just throw that on and then then do whatever i haven't tried any of the foundations yet heard good things about them though oh okay so what do you usually use then just the regular g-dubs or just the regular g-dubs i need to try out the valero or something uh, stuck with yeah i'd recommend some experimentation the paints or with the the bastard Take your well, paint in the bedroom, Johnny. <laughs> Bought some special paints for that, buddy. <laughs> what are you working on, bastard? Uh, I got the jabber slit sitting here. I was gonna work on his eyes. Now I'm trying to figure out why my fucking computer doesn't seem to be working. Your computer? Some butter? Did you get it to work? You working? Uh, I can hear you guys fine. So. Oh. My browsers I'm aren't talking. working, so I can't jerk off during this episode, which is unfortunate. Yeah. A little known <laughs> fact, uh, bastard. Pulled one out in every single paint night so far. <laughs> you would, if you go back, it'll be obvious when he's doing it. But just for you can't, you can't tell. <laughs> yeah, I just I just get really quiet for thirty to forty-five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm working on some orcs, bubble orcs here. I got yeah. one guy totally done. I got the second guy. Well, I got a pretty much they're all base coated, but I did one guy. I've just hit with a bunch of GW washes, and I'm going back to see if it turns out the same as the first test guy I did. Yeah, because I'm not entirely sure what I did to get him to look like that. <laughs> I hate that too with these overs that I just picked up, picked out of the box. Very planning on starting to paint on these guys again, but the last time I painted on them was so long ago that I have no idea. Oh, I mixed oh, yeah. any of the colors. That totally sucks. And I never write anything down, so it's my... <laughs> <laughs> On the uh, Dogs of War ogres, 
if you actually take a close look at them, you can see that there are two distinct batches that I did. Because the first ones, like I tried to follow the same paint scheme that I do for all the skin, but it doesn't like work at all when you transplant it to a giant model that's nothing but skin. <laughs> so I ended up like mixing and doing everything else to get the skin to look good. And then by the time I got around to doing the second batch of guys, you know, I totally had no idea how I painted the first one. So the second batch, like if you look, the the painting is actually technically a lot better on them, but the the color is a little different, and I just couldn't <laughs> quite seem to match them. But I get do that on purpose from. with beast men, to add a little bit of variety to them. Little varite. It's a spice yeah, of life, sorry, my friend. Yeah, Bear, what are you working on, buddy? Uh, cutting knoblars from sprues and whatnot here. Trying to get my pile that I have to do. Trying to assemble your horde, my friend? Yeah. Starting a horde of knoblars? Yeah, I already have 40. So, But for Adepticon, I want to go with two units of 50. So how many how many novels do you need to make a point wise equal size unit as the one you added to Chatable Yarring got unit? Hmm? What do you mean the base size? No, how many points point size, how many oh. novels do you need to match? Swap out yeah. Swap well, out that, that unit. gut unit. Get an equal knobler horde. That unit was seven hundred and ninety points. <laughs> so if we divide that by two, that's the number of knoblars, so we're talking oh, 395, yeah. I think? You have to include the characters, too, though. Oh, man. <laughs> That'd be a lot of knoblars. <laughs> they need to go back and update the unit sizes maximums, I think, for most of these army books. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Some of them are getting ridiculous, you know, so you see some of these special vampire accounts and demon armies that have insane units point denial. Seems like they just yeah. keep making them bigger and bigger. Like, top, you know, that one up the next guy that he does like a 60 <laughs> man unit, does like a 70 man unit. Gotta start writing up scenarios where the deployment zone isn't big enough for these units. And if you can't yeah. deploy it, then you can't use it or it's coming in reserves or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I'll make a scenario where you have to give your most expensive unit to the opponent. Ooh, that's something you'd have to tell them about beforehand. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. It would come so, down. People would bring smaller units. <laughs> I would bring nothing but 10-man skink units. <laughs> now, Emil, you, you are Dutch, sir, correct? Yes, I am. Okay, did you get started in the hobby back? in Europe then or how long no, have you been in it? Uh, actually only like five, a little over five years, five, six years. Now how did you so, get started on it? I've always been kind of interested in it but then um, uh, when I first came to the United States I dabbled a little bit in it but nothing really came out of it and then after I got divorced uh, uh -huh. I had some free time all of a sudden and uh, <laughs> decided I needed a hobby and picked up, uh, I managed to buy a high elf army online, fully painted, and kind of played, mm -hmm. played around with that a little bit. Started with that. Well, that's cool. Uh, what was the first army that you, you painted up, I guess, after these high elves then that you got? Uh, vampire counts. I've been enjoying getting back into them again after 8th edition came out. I couldn't play them. More, but the new 
seventh edition book. Really? Yeah. What was, was just... the just kind of stale or something else? Well, I played first thing when I opened the book up. The first thing I noticed was this the shiny little magic item that everybody said was way overcasted initially. Drakenhof banner. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, okay. oh, I'm gonna. That that's cool and. A lot of people, I get a lot of people commenting, 125 points, that's way overcasted, uh, it's not worth it, and everything. I'm like, okay, sure, I'll, I'll take it then. Seems pretty good, I don't know. Yeah, okay. that's what I did, thought too, and uh, I stuck it in the unit of skeletons, and stuck a vampire ward in there, mm-hmm. and I played a couple of games with it, and I finally ended up going to Madison, playing, played a game against Andy, and okay. he had a wood elf army. Freeman and a dragon. Sure, sure, okay. Finally, I just shoved my stuff forward, as you do with PC, whatever. He charged both Freemans in the front and the dragon in the flank. So here I'm with a skeleton unit with two Freemans in the front and a dragon in the flank. First round I killed one Freeman, second round I killed the other Freeman and ran the dragon off, and that's when I said, (laughs) okay, this is stupid. I haven't played him since anymore. Yeah, I think... I saw like a statistic once on that Dragonhoff banner. If you you have it in a unit of skellies or whatever, and they're charged in the rear by a full lance of Grail Knights, like statistically you only lose eight skellies. <laughs> That's pretty much what it all comes down to. I've always run my skeletons hand weapon shield because I wanted the extra saves and everything mm-hmm. like that in seventh edition too. Now in eighth edition, I have to be honest. The skeletons are just fillers. They die so quickly, and so mm-hmm. they dragging our banner in the graveyard and set it loose on anything that moves. And... <laughs> do some annihilation. Yeah, okay. it's pretty easy actually. So the the VC army that you have right now is that that's the first one that you did then? That's the first one, yeah. Car cool. No, it's pathetic. That's well, all right. You got a very slow painter. <laughs> yeah, and after that, I painted a. Um, a Chaos Army. Okay. Doesn't really work anymore very well in uh, edition. So I'm planning on painting some different units up for that and then they, they'll see the table again. Right um, now they're not. Really... Okay. So how many armies have you done in total? Uh, With uh, your five years of Warhammer experience? I probably have painted, uh, let's see, I, a lot of times I started painting on an army and then got bored halfway and then when I went back to it, stripped everything and started over again. <laughs> so I've only finished, uh, if I count the ogres, because that's pretty much playable army if it's low enough points, uh, three armies only. Okay, chaos, BC. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask, I was going to compare the number painted to the number acquired. And I think... Oh, yeah. <laughs> We would have a lot more. We would all have a pretty low, pretty poor ratio, I think, of <laughs> unpainted armies. I've had high elves twice, actually. I sold off my one high elves because I hadn't painted them myself, so I didn't like that anymore. I hadn't painted them myself. And then I got uh, a whole army of high elves from the uh, War Gods of Egyptus range. Okay, yeah, that's right. We've talked about that. Yeah, so those models are really nice, and it actually ended up being cheaper than Games Workshop models. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I was pricing out some of those the other day with, what was I going to do? Oh, yeah, that Wendigo Beastman army. 
And they're, they, you're right, they're actually they're not that bad, except they have these Ice Warrior models, which I'm thinking I could use for the Bestigors. Basically, the Ice Warriors are a, a Wendigo that's exceptionally huge, <laughs> uh, even bigger than the normal standards. And he's got a big, like, great weapon made out of ice. But those bastards are, I think in that game, they're, like, hero kind of models. And they cost, like, 13 bucks a pop. It'd be pretty rough to do, uh, yeah, like, they, a 30-man unit. <laughs> they have a couple of them that are a lot more expensive. But if you get the the regular models where you get 10 in the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rank-and-file troopers they, are very reasonable. Yeah, you can get them for, at least when I got them, it was about 25 or 30 bucks for a box of 10. All metal. Um, yeah, I think that it, that is still about how much they are. Um, for the Wendigo, I think you get six or eight for about that same price. But they're they're a little bit bigger. Yeah, they're at 25 mil. Yep. And the, the... the War Gods models just match up really nice with the high elf units, so... Out okay, so well. why don't you tell us which units were which? Because okay. you mixed up the races or whatever. Yeah, and I don't know exactly what all the names are. Okay. I'll probably pull it up and then I'll tell you. But, uh, uh, you just I tell me which a... animal they Yeah, yeah the, uh, the general, for general, I had a prince with a great weapon, and that was an Anubis character. Then I had a several a couple options for switching out my hero heroes one was a a hero on an eagle mm-hmm. on the eagle and I, for that for that one i had a it was a guy with a spear with wings on his back so okay yep they got a model that, like that that one worked out pretty well and then i had for the mages i had two um two of those busties uh the female cats Okay, the yeah. Basti. Yep, Basti, uh, yeah. Yeah, the Bastardies. Yeah, and then for, uh, <laughs> for Spearman, I had the regular Azari, are they, I think? The regular human yep, Spears? just the humans, they call them Azar. Yeah. And then the, they have the regular range of archers. Uh, I think they're the, bird, the birds. I forgot exactly what they are exactly. But... Are they the eagle ones? or the? Or the yeah, yeah the, the hero are the hawk-headed guys. Yeah, okay. they... Yeah, and then uh, for sword masters, they have the really uh, kind of epis looking birds. Crane? They're re- yeah, they're Those really Those are the crane. Tethru, yep. Yeah, they really can, they look fast, and they have the two-handed, two-handed sword, so this, those worked out well. I'd never used white lions, so I didn't really have a model for that, but uh, for the uh, Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, for the Phoenix God, I used the one with the Hellbirds, the, the kind of Anubis unit as well, dog, dog heads, and they had Hellbirds. Okay. And then for the, then they had the regular human chariots for the Turanek chariots. I never yeah. used the Lion chariots, I thought they were always overcasted for what they did. Plus I <laughs> liked the high movement of the regular chariots. Yeah. Do you and, still think... The the tyrannic ones are still better? Yeah, still do. Cool. The the speed is not yeah. important anymore. But uh you know, you can get almost two for the price of one and pretty much yeah. how high elves work is you slam them all in you slam several of them into a unit and do a lot of damage and hope they 
survive <laughs> to run away next turn and do it again. That's a that's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah the, only, so cool. the only models I oh and then for bolt throwers they have the arcs with the priests that stand praying to the ark. Okay, those yeah. Had, those had for the bolt throwers and then for eagles I had uh, reaper models. Uh, they had reaper has these flying sphinx models. Those were my eagles. <laughs> cool. Uh, I still have it all sitting down and I, it's really cool idea. It looks good, but I have to stop painting it. <laughs> That's when the problems that. start. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's a cool idea because uh, that whole line, they look really similar. So you can mix and match them, no problem. And then, but if you tried to stick to just one of those races, there's only like one or two Units. like unit types for each of the different races, yeah. Yeah. So it'd be really tough to do a Warhammer army unless you're going to do the whole kit caboodle right. uh, angle. Well, maybe at the Wendigo, the Beast works, but... Yeah, they've got the, a few more guys. There's like additional hand weapon guys, javelin guys. There's like Warhound type unit, the Ogres, and then the big, the big monster type guy. So... Uh, I was also running uh, in that edition, running man eaters, and for those that use the big crocodiles, they have. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Man eaters. This crocodile figs are badass. Yeah. Yeah. Those are huge. <laughs> that's their signature model, man. <laughs> I think they're fifty or 50, 40 or no, nah, at least forty, but they might even be fifty millimeter bases. I think they're there's the beloved of Sobek, which is the yeah, super. Those. Those guys are on. They might come with 40s, but you're right. They could either be 40s or 50s. They're so big. They're really cool looking. So I how know, often do you dabble do you... a little in, in that game? Yeah, um, I've painted up quite a few different war bands. I did some Spartans for my buddy. Um, right now, I'm mostly sitting on the Wendigo. I'm trying to think if I want to try to do Warhammer army out of them or or what, but. Uh, so how often do you paint, Neil? Uh, very, very little. <laughs> if I get it out uh, once uh, every other month, it's a lot for me. But usually I, uh, when I get an army done, it's usually because I have a tournament that I go to and I, I'm set on taking a certain army. Mm -hmm. And then I'll, yeah. I'll get cranking, I'll set, set a schedule like for the, the chaos, for instance. I painted that in... Uh, eight or nine weeks and then every week i would have my quota was one unit per week okay <laughs> i need to get that done then and then i can get it done but otherwise i always seem to have something better to do <laughs> yeah that is the eternal struggle the yeah, warhammer so nerd so what... i need to get better so i need to paint more <laughs> yeah it's all about getting into a groove i think uh what what uh tournament was the chaos for uh, that was for the Chatterball too. That was for uh, not this uh, this Chatterball, but the last, the one before that. The one before it. Is that the one Mr. Johnny Hastings attended? Perhaps? Uh, no, I think they missed last year's. I think yeah. he went to the first one, didn't he? Uh, bastard! Would you care to wait on this matter? He went to two of them. Was this the third or the fourth one? This was must have the fourth one because I thought he went to two and missed one. Yeah, this guy yeah, won the one. second one I was at. So that'd probably be number two. Yeah, because I don't think any of us went last year, if I recall no. correctly. 
Well, this was the first time Raj went at all. Yeah. This is my first cheddar ball. Neil was there. It was awesome. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about your cheddar ball experience, Neil? Yeah, it was good. It was a good time. I, it's actually I don't get around to going to that many tournaments, so cheddar ball is actually one that I always have in the on the agenda. My nephew who's gotten into Warhammer too is the bear's experience, I think. Yeah. <laughs> may uh, But uh, and he's he's pretty good. He's very good for uh, his age. I mean, more for the bear's age. <laughs> well, yeah, but... Bear, you played him? Yeah. Yeah. How, how did that go? I don't remember. I got my butt whooped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the blood of Remulin runs strong in him. <laughs> but uh, so, Chetable was right after his birthday, so every year for his birthday, I give him that as a present that I'll take him through the Chetable. <laughs> cool. Um, and yeah, I uh, I did pretty well, I think. Uh, yeah, of course, I did my usual thing where I was screwed or screwed it up in the last game. I always okay. seem to manage it off. <laughs> How did you do it this time? Uh, well, my first game uh, was against Andrew. I don't think I've ever played him before. He had demons, okay. uh, and that went pretty well. I pretty much tabled him, if I'm not mistaken. You were playing uh, Mortals, you said? What? No, I was playing my VC this time. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, pretty much turn one, I before he got a turn, I blew up his uh, level two. Yeah. So all he had left for his magic was his horse. <laughs> and he, he had put his uh, cavalry at uh, Flesh Hounds and Blood Crushers. And there was a weird river running on the table. And he kind of put them all the way on the flank. He wanted to swing around, but by the time they swung around, I had already taken up the rest of the army. So those were easy pickings there. I had a couple of lucky rolls that helped. Uh, second game was against uh, Dave, Dave Bernard. Oh, okay. else? Yes, always a very fierce opponent. And... Um, I got a pretty good one out of him, but I, I pr <laughs> it was a blood and glory scenario, and I managed to break him on the bottom of the sixth turn. So, was he playing his oh, cool. wood elves? Yeah, he was playing his wood elves. I locked out that too. I charged my I, for my um, allies. I'd taken five, uh, six core knights, mm -hmm. and they charged into a unit of uh, 22 of his archers with the flaming arrows because I need to get rid of those yeah and yeah. he decided to flee with them not keeping in mind that eighth edition rules he needs to keep one inch behind his unit so they popped out at the back of his army but with the one inch they managed to go off the table yeah <laughs> yeah so that was pretty early and then I got lucky on uh, kind of killed almost all my race but one was left, and I managed to, I charge, I figured, oh, he's dead anyway, so I charged him into his, um, his allies, which were the uh, Petonium Pack Knights. Okay. And the one Wraith kept the, the Petonium Pack Knights busy the whole game, so that was kind of cool. Uh -huh. And so I broke him, and then the last game was kind of the weird scenario where you could only place three units in the beginning of the game. The rest uh -huh. have come in as ally, as uh, reserves. This is turn three or game yeah, three, right? Okay. Game three, and um, he was playing Batonians, and I played him last year in the last game. 
Mike Gerald, right? He, yes, and then uh, yeah, it was Mike, and he my butt last year. I mean, it was it was ugly. Uh, huh? So this year returned the favor, although it wasn't that big of a win. But uh, I kind of got off on a good start, and he had to go on the defensive. He one of his first mm-hmm. units he placed was the unit of men at arms with a level four. Uh, yeah. In the ogre hut, and <laughs> I get I get the first turn and try spear leech on it uh, on the level four, and he just pulls it and then gets uh, the one with the strength test with two d six minus yep. your strength, and then on uh, wounds on a four plus. So I roll an eleven, so he takes eight hits. Yeah, I was a of which yeah of which four <laughs> wounds and saves only one and. That level four turn one before you even got to move. Oh, so, yeah, that kind of helps out then. Yeah, uh, big time. <laughs> yeah, and then his whole it's a army. VC. Yeah. Yeah, and his whole army. He had to roll for the reserves, and he had a lot of units. He had three uh, units of archers with flaming arrows, two trebuchets, and he had I think the pack pack knights and two lances still in reserves. And in the first, yeah. in, the se- in the second turn, the only thing that showed up was trebuchets. <laughs> Both of which managed to score one hit on me the whole game. Yeah, I think that's so, pretty typical for that kind of artillery, man. It always seems yeah. like it's going to be great, but it never really does shit. Yeah, it's so scary, you know. It's, I don't know. He so... got like he got like six or seven direct hits on my on my army. Well, with those you two can't things. fuck miss that stupid hex unit. <laughs> you were fucking fielding bears. So. <laughs> If you scatter ten inches with that thing, yeah. still, still fucking hit it. But he didn't. Yeah. That's the thing, though. He didn't have to. He didn't actually <laughs> scatter. So that's a, he didn't even have to rely on the hugeness of my unit. He just automatically hit it every time. Did he actually get, say, "I'm hitting that unit," or did he just say that table quarter? <laughs> the the left and rear quadrant. I will target. But uh, yeah, and then in my last game, I had to play uh, okay. Kevin. So you're sitting three, three and zero yeah. here, is that? Three pretty, three pretty decent wins. Uh, the mm-hmm. only one that was a little less was against Kevin. That was a thirteen-seven, but I managed to get all the objective points. So mm-hmm. I actually figured it out later, and all I needed to get was a minor loss to win, win the chatter ball. Correct. Okay. Uh, so you couldn't achieve that? Is that what you're saying? What's yeah, I uh, managed to dimensional cascade my vampire lord in turn two. <laughs> Always puts a damper uh, in the day. Yeah, for, you know, for vampires, losing a general is it's not a good idea. That's such a terrible strategy, Meal. Why did you yeah, even try to pull that off? <laughs> but, yeah, what can you do? Okay. Did you kill any Hiles in that game? Um... A few. I didn't get much out of it. Uh, I did with the dimensional dispel that I cast with that I got the dimensional cascade on. Uh-huh. It was a spirit leech on his level four. He did take two out? wounds. So I did two, two wounds on his level four, who the next turn decided to cast a spell, and I quickly ripped out my uh, uh, cock. Could, yes. <laughs> I I used the feedback scroll and killed him that way. So I did get his level four. I got his. uh, He had a big unit of hand gunners for us. 
allies that can manage to kill all of those. But pretty much, that was pretty much it, I think. It was, I got tabled on that one. There was nothing left anymore. And uh, I could have probably, if I would have been smart, I would have pulled back the Grave Guard with the uh, USB because they won't crumble at all and pull everything back. But, you know, it's not a fun game. Man. Yeah. You want to win? Yeah. Just throw it all forward, you know, Operation Hill. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, you get an, you did get uh, some award, didn't you? Yeah, I did get uh, Best Sportsman. Okay, which cool. I still don't understand because I'm a big dick, so. <laughs> Goddamn mystery. Yeah. Well, it's Tubby once won as Best Sportsman, so I guess it's always oh. possible. <laughs> yeah. When did he win? Uh... Uh, I don't know, but he told me about it once, and... Uh, what? Must have been in the <laughs> late 90s. <laughs> Somewhere, oh, I don't know. Wager. I've always enjoyed playing him. Yeah, I don't I don't mind playing. I played him at the fucking Cheddar Bowl one year, and I think we had like a half-hour argument midway through the game. Can <laughs> <laughs> you uh, elaborate? I think it was a pretty yeah. intense moment. Yeah, I don't remember. I think we're arguing on some weapon or another and how it worked. Maybe a rending sword. Some seventh edition rule. We were talking to wounds. Tony about it a little bit. It was etched into his memory quite vividly. Did he have to get campus security or something? Well, no, because he made the final call on it. It turns out like it ended up being like the wrong interpretation or something. I don't know. And then, to then you know, Stubby. Continued to be pissed off about it, and I don't know. <laughs> we ended up in diapers having a wrestling match before it was over. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sounds sounds like a favorite opponent vote to me. <laughs> Anytime I end up in diapers and eating. <laughs> Got the adult baby diaper fetish going bare. <laughs> yeah. Now, do we have to provide the diapers, or will you have those on hand there? He'll have them. <laughs> Any good diaper fetishist brings his own diapers, just in case. Just in case he gets opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Because anybody might go for it. Yeah. We should get a diaper fetishist on the next paint night. I'll <laughs> <laughs> branch out a little bit. But uh, I'm missing that one then. Okay. <laughs> we could talk to him about Warhammer. See what he has to say about Warhammer. He could explore our God, hobbies. you guys are freaks playing with well, voice soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> now, okay, I wanted to ask you, Neil. We talked a little bit about this at the tournament, but the the feedback scroll, what's yeah. your overall impression on it? It's not worth it, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did, I did get a level forwarded, but if you really think about the numbers for it, okay, uh, all... It really works well on as people that throw the six dice as well. Mm -hmm. And pretty much all of those are level fours. You're looking at three wounds there. So it works on a, on a, if you have that longer depth where you can do the extra wounds with your mage. But otherwise, mm -hmm. you'll have to get in combat to do the extra wounds because a feedback scroll is not going to kill a level four. It's not going to. Finish them off, right? It's not, yeah, you're gonna have to find another way, you know, and putting two wounds on the level four, or one or two wounds on the level four, sure, it's nice, but it really doesn't get you a whole well, lot of crap. Typically, I mean. 
typically they're going to miscast at some point and likely take a wound. So I think you can make them a little more cautious at least. Right. Yeah. It's actually it's actually more fun to tell people that you have the feedback scroll and then see them ponder over, should I throw the six guys? <laughs> so it's an intimidation so actually, issue. That's, yeah, that's actually a better tactic, I think, than, than okay. actually using the thing. So, but, so don't even fucking take it. Just tell them you got one. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the game, he's like, oh, man. You totally forgot to use that feedback scroll. And you're like, no, I didn't. Never had one, dude. <laughs> you're like, psych, bitch. <laughs> you got burned up. <laughs> psych. psych. There goes your best sponsorship score. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, don't think, I don't think it's worth the 50 points. That it's, if it would have been a 25-point item, I would have been like, cool, but 50 points is way too much. Yeah, because I remember when I used it, it's only, it's good for the, when they throw six dice, but okay, so they you can't use it if they irresistible force. Which and then yeah, you sometimes can. Yeah, you can. actually that's the best time to use it. You can't. Yeah, you Why? can use. It. Was that fact? Because the wording, I'm gonna look it up. I think is instead of dispelling a spell, you can use the feedback oh. scroll. Oh, yeah, you're right, maybe, because you can't dispel that spell here. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I have to be back then, yeah. Yeah. So the way I played it was, if they're irresistible, you can't use it. And then sometimes you would just rather dispel that, that six-dice spell because it's yeah. probably pretty horrible, and it's not worth trying to get the couple wounds on your guy. So then I would, you know, ended up using it on three or four-dice spells, and it wouldn't do shit, like, at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the Cheddar Bowl, I took it. This is the first time I took it, and I actually used it in one of the four games. You just had it to intimidate. Well, no, not even that. But in game one, I killed the wizard before he had a turn. So actually, <laughs> okay. no, I did, I did use it in game one. I used it to kill off a horror after he cast with his horse. All right, whatever. I, I don't know. For something. But, Sounds uh, like the kind of problem you want to have. Yeah, not being able to use your feedback score. Yeah, and in game three, I also killed the wizard before he had a chance to ever cast anything, so mm -hmm. it worked out well. Cool. And Dave doesn't work well because he uses that damn B-plus ward save until you fill a ward save, so uh, yeah, it doesn't really do anything out. there. Okay. I think we've uh, agreed. Feedback scroll sucks. Lame-o. Yeah. <laughs> have three more grave graveguard. Three more graveguard. You heard it from me. <laughs> it's your new segment, Mealtime. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it from Neil on Mealtime. Let's, um... Okay, let's talk about some paint stuff. So you said that you use GW paints before. What uh, do you use for brushes? GW brushes? No, I just go to the to uh, the arts archer craft store and pick up whatever brushes there. I don't like paying ten, fifteen dollars for a brush. <laughs> You're paying for quality, man. Yeah, I uh, never really noticed that. <laughs> Plus, I don't think I'm good enough to notice the difference. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I, 
I've actually been using, and I'm using it right now. I found this. I was going through all my uh, painting supplies. I'm trying to sl trim them down, slim them, so they'll fit in like a single box. You know, I think I talked about that on a cast before. So I was going through, and I found this uh, dirty old brush. It's broken <laughs> in half in the back, but the tip is like immaculate. It's the best tip out of any brush that I have. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been using it on everything lately, and it's still holding up perfectly. And it's covered with paint. I can't even figure out what brand it is. But it's just like this beat-up old mystery brush. It's freaking awesome. It's like a holy relic. Somehow found its way into Raj's tackle box. I have one of those that's completely chewed off at the end. Hidden in time and space in my tackle box. Look at the Raj. Was once He's used so by it was used by Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo passed down, <laughs> hidden, pursued by Templars, Illuminati. <laughs> the secret doesn't leave the channel, guys. Come on. Next thing you know, Tom Hanks is gonna be playing the Raj. <laughs> I don't know if the Hanks would be a great Raj. Ah, uh, well, he does have a second chin now, so that would work out pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all agree that Ray Romano would be the best, better Raj. Guys! Would he be his brother? Bear, played by uh, whatever that D-voice bastard. Come on, Raj. Let's go oh, yeah. down to Wapaka. Is, is that what he sounds like? I don't even know. I, I don't even know. Best move on, I think. No, we're just going to stay on this topic. <laughs> now, Neil, so how long does it take you to paint a model? And if you don't paint that often... Uh, I mean, a very long time. It, it kind of depends on the model, but uh, a regular infantry size, mm -hmm. probably three hours. Okay. Um, well, that's not too bad. It's not that, not that bad. No. For us. So I, I like to, when I build my armies, I like to build armies with very, very, very few models. <laughs> so okay. I'm following you. I'm intrigued by the strategy. But... Uh, and the I think chaos was nice too. Yeah, kinda... your VC army is pretty small too. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, plus those models are so, like, those didn't take any time to paint there. Uh, like the skeletons, three hours on for a batch of 20, I think. Those didn't yeah. take any time. No time at all. So, what, what other casts do you listen to <laughs> when you paint, or what do you usually do when you're painting? Uh, usually, I. Usually I have the TV on, and prefer to be something as mindless as possible. Something that you don't have to pay attention to. and just Turn on American Idol? Or Fox uh, News? No, that would be torture. But... <laughs> uh, I watch like some like cops or something, and watch dumbasses get arrested and slammed to the ground. Trailer like Park that, Boys. So... <laughs> yeah, so, something like that, and you know. You're not interested in it anyway, so you can actually get some painting done and somebody does something really stupid to watch for a second. <laughs> yeah. I actually had on, believe it or not, I was putting on, what the Ritz? Oh, uh, Japanese, like, anime <laughs> shows. Veritech. God. Cross. I've seen because, it, Yeah. When I was a kid, we played, like, the role-playing game based off of it. But none of us ever knew that it was based off anything else. And then, like, just recently I found out that 
it was based off all these Japanese anime movies. So now I've been intrigued to check it out and see if there's as much perversion and weird sex as there was in our role-playing games. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, the you know, it's pretty much hit it right on the mark. Yeah, no, I, I do listen to a lot of uh, other podcasts, but I've got a pretty much a little over an hour commute every day to work. No, oh, right, wow. No. So I usually listen to the podcasts. And... Mm-hmm. Where do you work? Uh, Northwestern Mutual. That's uh, in Milwaukee, or? Yeah, Milwaukee, downtown Milwaukee. Okay. And then what do you what do there? City, what city do you live in? Uh, Oconomowoc. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where you got my fucking bobcat from, Oconomowoc. <laughs> there's a douche to be Yeah, I used to have a hairless cat, and there's a, oh. there used to be a breeder in Oconomowoc right as you get off the highway there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why would you want a bald cat? I don't know. That is the question. <laughs> <laughs> I just had lots of money below, so I fucking bought a cat. He's probably one of the most hideous-looking creatures one could keep Fuck in you. his house. <laughs> Fuck you! Just short of the Raj, anyway. <laughs> well, basically, he's like a little... He's got no it's hair. Like a, hair. It's like so a little wrinkly. ball sack that just kind of walks around and snuggles with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Still have that cat? No, uh, my, my ex-wife took it when we got divorced. <laughs> Poor guy. If you want, I'll come over and uh, walk around with my nutsack hanging out. Maybe stir up some old memories. I can pet it and, nuzz- and nuzzle it and stuff. <laughs> you put out a bowl of cat food and I'll just dip my nuts in it. Uh, it still sounds like uh, more useful of a cat than ours. You're the fattest, laziest cat in the world. Oh, oh, yeah, the cat the cat lays next to his dish and just lifts his head a bit, a little bit <laughs> when he wants to eat or drink. <laughs> and, he has, and then he's diabetic too, so we have to shoot him up like twice a day. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen some fatties. You know how much he weighs? 20 pounds. Ooh, pretty big. <laughs> I knew... Uh, Somebody I knew a long time ago had a 28-pound cat. Oh, my God. That's big. Yes. I mean, Piotr's, Piotr's at his biggest was 35 pounds. He was a fucking beast, man. <laughs> Who's that, Adrian's cat? Pounds? Yeah, Adrian and Andrea's cat was 35 pounds. <laughs> How big was it? I mean... It was fucking huge, dude. It had to, I mean, it had to have been a pretty damn big cat to begin with to even be able to get that fat. Can you imagine oh. if you have one of those bold cats that would get that fat? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that would be, be hilarious. Awesome. It'd be like <laughs> jelly rolls and, like, cottage cheese on it and stuff. <laughs> be roll after roll. Maybe we should God. have a uh, damn it. cat at Wapaka. The Wapak cat. Wapaka cat. <laughs> A really well, obese one that we paint green. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Bear? I'm just spitballing here, man. Come on, let's brainstorm this. Uh, this sounds not, like it might might be inhumane. Not one of your better ideas, Raj. What? They're all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, X all fucking surprised. <laughs> Meal. So you don't paint that often, but it seems like you're a pretty prolific gamer. So you're more about 
the 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 game aspect and the the painting hobby is that accurate? No, would you say? No, I okay. I like I like the painting part and everything. I just don't seem to have the time for it as much as I like to. Okay. So, but I think my strength would lay more in the gaming part and in the painting for sure. I'm not that great of a painter, but I'm a really mean player, so I think that works out pretty well. <laughs> um, how often do you get to play then? Actually, not that often anymore either. I uh, I usually don't play on the weekends that I have my son, so okay. pretty much cuts out half the weekends. And although I'm trying to get him into it, he's a little young for it still. But yeah, how old is yeah, he? Yeah, he's he's turning twelve this next month. Okay. So yeah, that's about. He's getting close. Yeah, I wager the, that he acts when, Dan, when Danny started. More mature than the Raj. Possible. <laughs> well, it's pretty likely. More like let's say probable. That. <laughs> but yeah, no. So usually I play. I try to play every other week, but usually it's more like once a month or so. Okay. How many points do you usually play, Mill, in your games? I don't know. It's so all over the place. I usually just bring. Several less for either 2,000, 2,200, 2,400, and 2,500 or whatever people show up with. I can oh, play. That is a range. Yeah, I know, but you know, well, look at the tournaments. Even those aren't any set amount. What was Rapaka? Two thousand. It was two thousand. Now Chatterbull was 2,200 plus the 300 in allies. Uh, going to that what? blood in the sun. It's 2,400 points. Okay. I think, you know, Johnny, what's the fantasy championships at a DEF CON? How many points are there? 2,200. So we got 2,000, 2,200, 2,500, 2,400, yeah. I got the gamut covered. Build my lists based on 2,000 points. And mm -hmm. then just add shit to it for the higher <laughs> point games. I think that 2,300 is the perfect fucking number. <laughs> 2,300, because I got a sweet-ass fucking dwarf list. That is exactly that many points. <laughs> so you want somebody to run a 2,300-point tournament so you can win it with the dwarfs? Yeah, but if uh, Blood in the Sun's 2,400, I can, I can actually stay at my parents' house if I go down to Blood in the Sun. <laughs> nice. Can I stay there, even if you don't go? Only if, we, only if we pretend to have sex in the bedroom if I can freak <laughs> my folks out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, John. Oh, yeah. Then you use lots of fart noises. <laughs> we are having sex in the bedroom. <laughs> I'm playing one of the, the other podcast hosts. For the first game in Blood in the Sun. Who are you playing? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Like yeah, Dave? Christopher, no, Chris? Christopher okay. Burnett. Yeah. Uh, so okay, that'll sure. Be fun. I haven't played against uh, the Chaos Dwarfs yet, the T-List, the NDG T-List. Yeah. Ah, okay. So that's what he'll be? Yeah. He'll be running? Yeah, that's his big, uh, his big uh, love is the Chaos Dwarfs. He loves the Chaos Dwarfs. Interesting. You have to let me know how that goes. 
My vampires yeah. don't like Chaos Cross too much because they have that death magic that I used to. They bring it right back, eh? Yeah, so I don't mind using it on a lot of people, but if they start using it on me, that's so quick. <laughs> Come on, man. This shit ain't funny anymore. <laughs> uh, what do we accomplish in our, our painting tonight, boys? First. I'll go first. I uh, got 36 little knoblars glued to their bases, which is quite an actual, quite a feat, seeing as none of them want to actually stand up on their own. <laughs> it seems to take my super glue a good 30 seconds to set up. Okay. I got uh, six lab vultures, skin and the pants done. Okay, wow. Cool. Just Very like the base code, so... Mm-hmm. Well, I... Pretty much finished that one orc I was looking at, working on, and uh, he looks pretty similar to the original guy. But, you know, I kind of do like the variation in the skin tone. This new guy I did is a little more green, and the previous one I did is a little more... He's a he's real pale kind of orc, almost like uh, rotting flesh, just barely green. So Almost like uh, a human? <laughs> yeah, he... At one point, I looked at him, and he didn't look green at all. Like, he looked flesh-colored, which I thought was pretty cool. But I did go. I gave him a couple green washes to bring him back. So I'll probably be, be making some guys lighter, some guys darker, maybe some more pinkish, some more yellowish, and mixing up the yeah, skin tones. Some a little like more Michael Orc Duncan-ish. Yeah, I got the Black Orcs, and I'm not sure... How I'm gonna do their their flesh tone? Well, if you're going for a more humanish look, you know, start with like a real dark brown. <laughs> dark brown. <laughs> I'll just, just try to like green it up a bit. Dark flesh, bastard. What'd you get done? Finish the eyes on the jabber slith. Oh. Well, I know I got. What is he? What are the eyes like, dude? Care to share? Uh, they're fucking just big blue globes, but then I painted like an iris, that cat eye in there. Okay. Pretty cool. I'm pretty happy with how they turned out. I was just winging it, too. <laughs> Can't wait to see that thing. Coming along, man. I spent Friday, I think I got about 18 or 19 hours into it. All I got left is the skin, really. A couple small bits, but pretty sweet looking so far. I saw, the, I saw the finished model and looked really nice. I just painted on it yet. Yeah. How long ago, when did you start um, sculpting it? How Way back ago? in November. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's not that bad. No, it's fucking March. That's five months ago. <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost six. It was early yeah. November, too. So. I've got some Dogs of War conversions yet to be released that have been in the works for several years now. <laughs> and we'll probably likely never see the light of day. Well, this is based on one of those Island of Blood models. So I think I came up with the idea shortly after I got that box kit. Sounds like a pretty productive night. Uh, thanks for coming on, Mio. Hanging out with us. Um, thanks for having me. Bullshit. Sounds pretty sweet, Will. Talk to you again. I think uh, we'll call her good. Is there okay. Uh, good? Okay. anything you'd like to to say? <laughs> uh, I guess I have to finish off with suck my balls. Nice. There we go. <laughs> Although nobody does it as good as Donnie. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's something wrong. Ha 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 ha!